0: We're here at the Career Pro Podcast with Michael Moran. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm very good, John. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. So so I'm calling you from our baseline here in Raleigh, North Carolina in early 2020. Where are you sitting right now?
1: Well, I normally sit in London in the UK, but today I'm sitting in a place called Nuki. Uh, which is on the coast, on the southwest of uh, the UK, and indeed from the room I'm sitting in I can actually see the ocean, although it has now gone dark in the UK, of course.
0: Well, excellent. I'm really excited about talking to you. We're going to get right to it, Michael, and then I'd like you to introduce yourself maybe just as we get into this, but let's just get right into the topic. Uh, We're good We've become good friends over the years now working with Global Outplacement Alliance, and you've got 1080. We've got CareerPro here. We handle outplacement all over the world together, actually working on a big project for a biomedical company right now. So that's a a quick background. But let's get into the topic. You wrote some ideas down, and I wanted to comment also on 10 tips as we look at the new year for people who are looking at some kind of a career transition uh, or, or making a change in their career, upgrading their career. Never a better time to do it, despite what's going on in the world. Michael, give us uh, an overview of the topic, and let's dive right in.
1: Yeah, I thought, given we're at the start of January, it's a really good time for people to sit back and reflect on their careers to date, their aspirations, and more importantly, what they've got to put in place in order to achieve those aspirations. Um, and I'm a big advocate, as a career coach, of the need to have a plan uh, and to think through what it is you're go- going to do, because all too, all too often people don't. They just let things happen. And yes, occasionally opportunities come by, but for a lot of people, they sit there aspirationally wanting to do something about their career, but not knowing. Let's what to get do into about it. it. What are they? Let's so I start. Now with I want to question you
0: on those. I might slip in an, an A or a B myself people people if I see uh, an opening, but I know you've got it covered for sure. Let's start.
1: So, so, so the obvious starting place is to look back over the last twelve months and um, and reflect back on what it is that you enjoyed doing. What were the things that energize you? And, and, and correspondingly, maybe what were the things that caused frustration? And of course, as a career coach, we're going to advocate you should spend your time doing the things that energize you. Because if you do that, by the way, you'll get good at them. And that's where you add value to organizations. And that's how you drive your own personal job satisfaction. On the other hand, the things that you frustrate, you don't like doing, even if you spend your time working hard at doing them, you'll never really get that level of job satisfaction. And indeed, you probably won't become better than competent. So be very clear, first and foremost, in terms of how you well, spend Well, tell us your about time, that. Give us an example, because you hear doing, some of that early in the year. You
0: hear it, people set goals and, do and, do and have resolutions and so touch. on. But what do you, think, what do you mean by that? Give us a, a, perhaps an executive, someone mid-career, someone more executive. What are you talking about?
1: Well, I suppose very often people do this best when they're thinking about what they want to put on their CV or on their LinkedIn profile. And they're reflecting on their achievements. What is it they're most proud of? Or well, what I'm suggesting what you're just doing is about not just thinking about how you spend your time, what you like doing, but what was the business benefit of doing those things? Because clearly, if you enjoy doing those things and you do more of them, You'll get more job satisfaction and having clarity when you talk they to all have about to be, things. Michael, like do they all have
0: to be tied to revenue to or business. an achievement or it's should you really look back and go, you, you know, I really got a career. lot out because of writing about- or writing a per- particular performance evaluation and a little bit of a study that I did within my role in sales, marketing, finance, whatever. Is it? Are you looking for those little things, too, that energized you?
1: I think that's a really good question, John, because I think from a recruiter's perspective, they are very much looking for um, how you applied your talents, your skills, your expertise, and what was the value of that to the business. But it doesn't always have to be value to the business in terms of revenue generation or client satisfaction. I truly do believe that if you know what awesome. it is that energizes you and you do that, you can then try that to helping grow the business. And so it might be around the introduction of articles you've written or how you made a process better, or indeed, you know, let's say you recruited or you developed
0: all it. right, very good. Let's move but on. But I do to your think next. it's
1: important you can tie it back to what it is you were doing and the business benefit of it. Well, so the next one is to have a plan. To have a plan for yourself for the next 12 to 18 months. And take a good look at that plan and set yourself some targets. And given this is this time of year, then that's a very good thing to do in terms of New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm not necessarily thinking of the huge, big ideas. But, for example, let's say in the last 12 months you want to improve your market knowledge or intelligence. Maybe setting up meetings with people in your industry or peers or people that you used to work with during the next 12 months. Months is a good idea as you build up your network remember it's very very important in terms of your peer aspirations that your network so build knows deeper to and better
0: relationships and with key people and make there. that a part of your resolution you is cram- that fair
1: <clears throat> yeah and, and indeed on, on my sort of the third tip is around to be more structured in and the way you approach your network. So, for example, most people today are on LinkedIn, and they see it as as a vehicle, obviously, of advertising their online profile. I'm suggesting you take your connections and think about those people that you know well, those people that you've invested in, and those people who've got power of influence, a.k.a. if they make a call on your behalf, the recipient will take it. Now, all those people who've got those three criteria need to know of your career aspirations. What is it you're trying to achieve in the next 12 months? What's your career destination? And therefore, creating the time and the energy to spend time with those people, because a network's a little bit like a garden. Excellent. Let's number you You've got, you've got Let's to, go to number nurture it. You've got to grow the plants. You've got to make sure you stay in touch with your network if it's going to help you. Yeah, number four. Well, is um, uh. and this is even um, um, what I what I call maybe the obvious thing. But be nice to people. Say something nice to people. Be helpful to people. So 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 when you know when you're thinking about your colleagues or maybe maybe those people in the past that you haven't found it that easy to work alongside, why not in 2020 set yourself the target of doing something helpful.
0: We're you. moving so be fast nice via simple, emails be fast, and emails often, and and now the people are sending about the big Make messages nice. via text and we're just overwhelmed. So just using simple courtesy and conscientiousness and thoughtfulness and words of affirmation, you're saying all those things still matter, should matter. And really being nice is a bit of a tactic career wise. I think What's it's next? On, What's number five? I think
1: it's a very simple thing to do, but absolutely, it's something that will pay dividends. Well, f- five is, is basically think of a skill that you, you're you interested in, maybe one that is not yet that well-developed, something that you're curious about. And indeed, I'm putting this into practice myself. I was very interested to in know more about how you create a podcast. That's how I reached out to you. because so I want to find out more about how I become a, a more effective podcaster. So I'm saying, think about one particular skill that's interest to interest you. Maybe you've got quite a low level of knowledge, but be curious, find out about it, and do something about it. I'm also going to add another one of the things I'm, I'm interested in this year in developing as a skill is to do a magic <laughs> I drink. love it. And my
0: my she wife, has good, she has good taste as we know.
1: me a session with a magician. Next, what's on the agenda
0: next, Michael? Skill.
1: So learn a skill. Next is asking for feedback. So not only I'm asking people to be nice to people, I think self-awareness in terms of career development is very important. So ask people for feedback about you. What did they like about you? What did you say? Can a career coach
0: help you, you guide you through these, better? by the way?
1: Because uh, being self-aware, as I said,
0: so I it's, it's a loaded very, question, very... but I, have, I know a lot of people who want to get feedback and do a lot of self-focused things. Sometimes they're... They have a giving Um, spirit and they don't want to concentrate on themselves. And as a career coach myself, pushing people sometimes to take care of these things and take care of yourself and really put yourself first is often an important part of this, isn't it?
1: It is. And I'll go one further, John. I I think there is that issue around people often um, don't create the time for doing this. Or be they they they're too shy they're they're embarrassed they you know they have a network of friends but they don't reach out to people enough and say well what do you think about this or I'm thinking that this is a career direction I want to take please give me some advice um I'll give you another example we all know having a mentor is very important in terms of career development um well you know. Maybe in 2020, just be brave and ask people in the organization. Very you good. You know, I particularly like,
0: you. A no, well, a number of you things you said, but I'm thinking of one that game. you're giving people permission in these tips to do some things that are for themselves. Like you're studying magic. I assume that that's not something you thought of that is a direct business link to 1080 or, or your pure business, but it's just something that energizes you and your wife saw that and Wanted you to pursue, and that's okay. It it, even if it isn't a direct tie all the time.
1: Well, and 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 we all know um, John through people like Google. Time, for example, the ability to study things that's not directly related to work. My my example of a magic trick is I do lots of presentations. Um, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be good nice. before I start a presentation if I could capture the audience's attention by doing a magic trick? So that's that's where it came from. I, I'm going to go on, on to the tip seven I talk about, which is reach out to people on LinkedIn who you don't know and, and ask them for help and feedback. So in that sense of, you know, um, we all too often stick within our, our boundaries. And in the global society today, the nature of LinkedIn – I know you can find out somebody who's probably doing your job or doing the job that you seek to get. Uh, why not reach out on LinkedIn and ask them for advice? The worst they can say is,
0: "Well, actually, they won't." So even on. even and if it's, it's not, it's just something that you would that push sense, and do curious. to reach out to perhaps really find rate. some kind of feedback and mentorship that stretches you. Maybe that's, for example, a guy like me is who's in North Carolina, or a guy like you who's in. The south of England. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're in a global society. You're saying stretch out, build a relationship, and those people may become uh, positive influence to you to you this year and beyond. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and both you and I are members of the of the Global and Alliance. That's a really good example of of a, a group of people who are doing something similar. Uh, across the globe, you come together. Even, periodically, even in our group, asking people
0: about their recent experiences, not, not just at our really national evaluated. meeting, and, you know, but but during the year, could be good just for us. But anyone listening to this, that outreach is critical. Awesome. What's number eight? Where where do we go now? What's number eight? Yeah, yeah, and and we number
1: eight. Number eight is because I've been. I suppose, in a sense, pushing the, the use of LinkedIn as a tool to build up a network and to and, and, and build up connections and being able to reach out to people. I'm going to say at the start of every year, should you, you should review your LinkedIn profile. What it is it says about you? Because by the way, that's your online brand, that's your message. And clearly, if you're going to reach out to people, people are then going to look at that profile and make sure it's fit for purpose. Make sure Whatever you've done in the last twelve months that you're proud of as achievement, uh, it's there, it's you reflected. So don't just put a profile up there and Excellent. don't make any changes. Well we're moving Absolutely right on. We're almost about, done here. We're you know, flying. How you're presenting yourself to the global community. And well and one, one more one more I should add around the LinkedIn profile, John, is around asking for endorsements for people for things that you if you think you're good at or you've got a skill or a talent. LinkedIn has that facility I, to get people to endorse you. I agree and we with that. Know
0: I agree with that. I do believe people need get, to work with a career coach because, sort of, profile. anything and goes on LinkedIn are. these days, and so people are—you know—they're getting endorsements. They might build up their profile, but they, some of the executives we work with, are in transition, but others aren't, and they need to wa- be watchful of, yes, the positive, moving forward, productive profile, but also how are you handling the stealthiness that you might need to handle. Should you add a recommendation from someone that you work with now or later? There's a lot of ins and outs. And I I think the more uh, LinkedIn becomes kind of a Facebook where, again, the picture, how people perceive the sharing of videos and audio, there's a lot of danger tripwires in there, too. So working with someone I really believe is important in the new year um, to make sure you not only lock down a better profile, get those endorsements, but do it wisely. Do Do you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You
0: and and again today, there's so much Use it information out and there. On know YouTube enough that you can be a little dangerous if you if you don't like, so. handle it right. Because there's Use a lot of choices now on LinkedIn that you never had. I love it. Let's go to number nine.
1: Number nine is uh, spend two hours every week to devote time to your personal development. Um, th- without doubt. The hmm. greatest uh, difficulty I see was career coaching are people who haven't got the time for themselves either to forward their career or more to invest in themselves. And I'm saying I think it's really, really important. You know, and again, in today's society, there's all sorts of ways where you can get personal development. It's, n- it's not just necessarily just reading books or great, right, Excellent. I believe in that. That's
0: great advice. But Discipline it is in. Make in sure you do it. What's number personal 10? investment.
1: Well, number ten is, is a bit more the same. It's saying every month there should be at least one item of professional development you've taken for you, given your current role, which is making you appreciate as an asset. So whereas before I'm saying just spending the time two hours, maybe some of those things will be related or tangential to work. I'm thinking about your current skill set. What have I done in the last month to make sure I'm appreciating as an asset? And I, I I'm going to end from that story that says. I once worked with somebody who told me they've got 20 years' experience of, of selling. And what I discovered was they've got one year's experience of selling, which should replicate replicated 20 times. And the problem with society today, technology moves so quickly that if you don't take that time to invest, you can very quickly find yourself out of touch with what recruiters want today. So making sure you on each and every month have thought about your Michael, skillset? thank you for joining I us. I want to give you the last skillset?
0: word, and we'll make, look forward to talking well to you today. again, either in London, the south of England, <laughs> or wherever you are on the European continent.
1: Okay. Well, the, the last word, John, is, and what, what I try to do with these 10 tips is to advocate to people that Your career is important to you, but the only person who can manage that career is you, and therefore thinking about it, creating time, and making investments are critical to your success. I don't believe it's that difficult, but I see lots of people as a career coach who don't do that. So, whatever you decide to do in 2020, please, 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 take the time for some self-investment and invest in your career. Remember, it's down to you. Thanks for talking to me, John. It's a pleasure as always. Good night.